Hey, all you hot messes on this week's episode of the Hot Mess Teacher Express. I am sharing real things that real teachers would love to say out loud to parents, to grownups of students, but but they don't. So stick around. you hot messes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Mess Teacher Express. I am, as ever, the hottest, the messiest teacher conductor for you today. I am Jess Smith. Um, You can follow me uh, everywhere, basically, at Teacher Tales of Miss Smith. And also, you can follow the podcast on all social media platforms. So we've got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Hot Mess Teacher Express. There's a lot going on over there. I'm going to have something very new and exciting that we're going to be trying out for the podcast, which involves you guys. And I'm really, really excited about it. So please make sure that you go over and you follow, um, like, comment, subscribe, all of the things over there. Um, I'm really, really excited to interact with you guys a little bit more and kind of make this podcast more you and like your voice and hear from you and help each other out. Uh, last episode, we talked about finding your people in your group and Hot Mess Teacher Express might be the place where you find all of those, all of your people. So please make sure that you go over. Um, and also please share this podcast with people that you know on social media. I'm loving doing this with you guys and hope that that you're enjoying the episodes and that you can share it with with those that surround you. Okay, so today I'm really excited about what we have going on today. Today's episode, we are talking about things that teachers wish they could say to parents, but don't like I, sometimes we have these things in our heads that would just solve a lot of the issues or just like get everything out on the table when in regards to parents and how they relate to your classroom. Sometimes you just want to be really upfront and honest and and true, but you, you can't say those things out loud. So today we're going to hear from real teachers who share things that they've thought in their head. I don't think they've said them out loud, but if the filter wasn't working, I'm sure... I'm sure they would. So today we're going to talk about things that teachers wish they could tell parents, but hopefully, hopefully for the sake of relationships, don't. (laughs) All right. The first one, your child is one of 50 something students I am responsible for. They are not my top or only priority. I think this one as, uh, <laughs> I can see this one. Um, it's really hard to understand if you're not in the classroom that your kid isn't the center of someone else's universe. And as a parent, I think I'm going to struggle with this one too, that your child 
is not the top priority for for that classroom because there are so many other kids, so many other needs in that classroom. Not saying that your child is not important in a classroom because they very, very much are. But I think there's this idea that every child, imagine like the way that that parent is feeling about about their child. Imagine that 50 times over in a classroom and to deal with all of that pressure as a teacher to make sure that you are fulfilling every parent's expectations for the way their child needs to be treated, but also being reasonable about it too. Your child in a classroom, this is life, okay? Your child is not going to be everyone's cup of tea priority when they're 30 and in a job. Guess what? Like They're not going to be a top priority most likely for their boss, for their coworkers. So I I think there's there needs to be some sort of understanding that yes, your child is a priority to you. And I want to make sure as a teacher that I am making your child feel prioritized, but they are not my only and <laughs> top priority. Oh, this next one. I am a professional educator. I have nothing to gain by lying. I love this one because it's so simply put, why would I lie about your child's behavior? Why? Why? Why would I do that? I've never experienced this actually. I've thankfully, knock on wood, have had very only pleasant experiences with parents for the most part. Nothing where people accuse me of anything like lying about their children. But I've seen and heard from other educators who this is like their constant life where a child does something in class. There are consequences in the classroom and the parents get called or a note goes home or however they deal with it. And the parent comes back and says, you made that up. We talked to our our daughter and that's not what happened. Seriously, your 10-year-old who has a degree in lying, who has everything to gain from lying, you, really, you're blaming them and not, not me? I feel like that's a really weird thing to do for adults not to give each other the benefit of the doubt. And I've that might have been something that happened, I don't know, in the 1990s when, when education and you know, teachers were great with parents and parents believed everything that teachers said. I don't know what the shift was, but listen, parents, teachers have nothing to gain by lying at all. We don't like telling on your children. We don't like writing reports. We It's extra stuff for us to do. Why would I do that? No. So remember, we're professionals and we have nothing to gain from lying. When you are an a-hole to me about something I did wrong in your mind or your child's mind, I am now going to go out of my way to avoid your kid. They won't be treated any better or worse, just avoidance as much as possible. Is this what your outcome for complaining about ridiculous things is? For this one, I think, (laughs) yeah, I had a parent that accused me of wanting their child to fail. And, and went to the principal and made me change a grade for uh, an assignment that this child didn't do. 
And I stuck to my guns and said that I wasn't going to change it because he didn't do it. My principal made me change it. And for the rest of that year, I completely avoided that child because I didn't want to get in any more trouble. I didn't want to rock the boat any more than I had to. So unfortunately, their child kind of got left out of education. I'm not saying that I rolled over and let this kid get away with everything, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way to challenge them to, to help them be better students. And that's a shame, unfortunately, if my principal had backed me up, then, then maybe that would have been a different thing too, but I wasn't backed up. I was completely bullied into changing this child's grade, even though it went against everything you know, right in my head. But I totally wanted to avoid those parents, that family, those kids. Like I, I wanted nothing to do with it. And what a shame that is because I, I feel like I had a lot to give that kid. I feel like there, there could have been so much growth from that experience as for him as a student and for me as a teacher. So please don't do this parents to teachers, like, please don't go out of your way to be mean and to misinterpret things. Let's have, again, let's have a civil conversation about what's going on in the classroom, like adults. Again, this is what teachers wish that they could tell parents. You are the parent. You are in charge. It doesn't matter that he doesn't like having a bedtime. It doesn't matter that he doesn't want to come to school because it's boring. It doesn't matter that she gets upset when you take her phone away. It doesn't matter that she hates to wash her hair. It is your job to enforce the expectations even when they are not fun. Suck it up and be the parent. Again, the filter is off on this one, but... (laughs) I think this is kind of the shift in a lot of times what you hear from teachers um, today about what's going on. There are no consequences a lot of times for the kids that are in schools. There's not a lot of stick to your guns about where the consequences are and where the line is drawn for rules. So they're open to interpretation, unfortunately, for, for kids and for students and If a kid gives you a hard time, if a kid gives you pushback, it's automatically, oh, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, you're right. You're right. No, I think boundaries are so important in regards to children and and kids and students. They're, They're literally little adults, little humans learning their place in the world. And I think running amok and giving them the chance to have wide open spaces and do whatever they want without any consequence is delusional because you're acting as if your child is literally the only human in this world. No, that's not true. There are so many other humans and a part of this learning together in school specifically is to function with other people. If you are running all over the place, being a disaster and and not aware of other people around you, that's not you helping them be successful for later on in life. Being a parent is really, really hard. And some kids are very, very difficult to help 
learn those boundaries, but boundaries are so important and safe and, and they need to be held for these kids. And, and it's hard to have kids who have no boundaries at home come into a school where there are boundaries, there are rules so that we can have a functional day learning. And I think that's why there's a lot of not learning going on right now in schools because we're trying to reinforce those boundaries and and remind kids who don't have boundaries outside of school that this is a place where there are and you have to respect them. Um, so I, again, I would never ever say that to a parent, but I think it's important to put it out into the universe that being a parent sucks <laughs> sometimes and you have to do the hard stuff so that your child can can go in and be successful in a classroom, in a job, in in the future. And it's 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 our job to do that. I love this. I don't know if this is a quote, but like someone someone wrote this in and I was like this is beautiful and I want this on a pillow. Prepare the child for the road, not the road for the child. Now let's just let that one sink in for a second. Prepare the child for the road, not the road for the child. That might go back to to just parent parenting like sucking sometimes that you have to watch your kid fail and there are going to be so many let's re- let's stick to this road analogy there are going to be so many potholes and divots and and cracked you know pavement and all this stuff that your child this student is going to have to go through and experience failure. They're going to have to experience the really, really easy roads. And they're going to have to experience how to navigate through the bumpy ones. And But I think it would be counterintuitive to blame that there wasn't a sign put up that warned them that there were bumps ahead. And that's why they fell. And it's all someone else's fault. No, like maybe, maybe your child wasn't being careful enough. Maybe they they just don't know how to go around those curves quite yet, but they've got to learn. And I love this quote because it's, it is like what myself as a teacher and as a parent, what I want to do for my kids, I want to let them fail and I want them to experience being hurt and how to pick yourself up from, from where you've fallen. And those moments when the kid who is so scared to fail fails in in my class, I loved those moments because we as a parent-teacher-student team, we were able to navigate that stuff together and be excited about failure and, and be excited about what we learned from that failure. And a lot of times I had parents that were honestly and truly so open to their child failing. And those students that had that pressure on themselves, they were able to let that go for a little bit and feel that that failure and learn from their mistakes. And that's such a powerful thing to let your children do. It's so important to learning and it makes it so, it makes learning so much more personal if you make a mistake and can learn from it. This one's a, this one's a really simple to the point one. Your child's phone is ruining them. I'm going to say my phone is ruining me. <laughs> Everyone's phone is ruining them. I I am always shocked going out to... I don't even know where I see young people anymore. I was going to say the mall, but that like sounds so 1990, like early aughts for me to say. But 
whenever I see like young people out at a restaurant, they're all on their phones. Just they're sitting at a table together, which is, which is nice, but they're all on their phones. And it does, it makes me so sad because a lot of times, especially in education and in the classroom, part of the learning experience is, is being conversive and working together and problem solving, not immediately if you hit a problem or if you hit something like, let me go to Google, let me go to here, let me see how someone else solved it. Like, no, like experience it. And a lot of times I think we're, as the students in our classroom are experiencing the world, which is so amazing. I, I think it's so important for, for kids to be aware of what's going on all around the world. Like I could never even imagine. I think even now I'm, I'm dealing with this. Oh my gosh. Like the, there's so much going on in the world. It's, it's dark and, and hurtful. I I appreciate knowing that stuff that I wouldn't have known if this were 15, 20 years ago. But I think it's so important for them to learn that, but I don't want that to be their only experience. And and to hear someone else's thoughts or to to hear a TikTok or see a TikTok title or just read the title of an article and just think automatically that that's the truth, that their opinion is formed already because someone else formed their opinion on it and that's that's their opinion too. Let's experience this stuff together. Let's talk through what you believe in and 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 what you think is the right or wrong thing here? How does this make you, how does this current event make you feel? Watching this thing happen to someone else your age over in Israel, like how does that make you feel? And talk through that stuff rather than just, I don't know, a a swipe on a phone, scrolling through your phone just seems so disingenuous. And I I want learning to be personal and I, I want kids to, experience personal relationships. And I think the phones are such a jail for that. And I'm talking to myself too. That's not, this is not me chastising parents for how much their teenagers use their phone. It's me too. Um, I just, I hope that there's a shift soon. I think there is. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm scared for what relationships are going to look like in five years. If I am taking the time after my contract hours to call you, then what I have to say is important. Please listen and work with me, not against me. I think that's really important. Like even that last part, please listen and work with me, not against me. I, if I'm calling you after my contract hours, guess what? I care a whole bunch, (laughs) a whole bunch. If I'm calling you, I care a whole bunch. So I think I'm just going to leave that one there just because I do think it's so important for us to work together. Teachers included. Teachers need to be willing to work with parents and parents need to be willing to work with teachers. I don't know why we're always fighting against each other. I think maybe it goes back to the phone thing. Like, let's just have a personal relationship where we talk to each other like humans. I don't know. Maybe that's, did I solve it? Did I do it? Please, please, please ask your child to read to you, to show you their homework, to talk about school. School doesn't end at the bell and it's not up to me to make sure that they're on track with their work. I think this is so important and I had both ends of the spectrum 
in the classroom. I had parents who literally did not have a clue what we were doing in school and the parents who were so overly involved, it was painful. But I think that it's so important for parents to be involved in what's going on in school. And asking questions is a great way. Like I know the kids always are like, yeah, it was great. That was good. That's fine. School's fine. No, but let's start asking questions. Like read, read with them. I think that's like such a great piece of advice read with your kids, read, like see what they're doing. Sometimes it was a shock to parents when they got their report card and saw that they had trouble reading or comprehending something. Sit down and read with your child. It's not going to take too, too long. Five minutes, five minutes, sit down and read with your kid, a picture book, a chapter book, ask them what they thought of the book. My mom used to do math flashcards. I know those are sometimes controversial to people, but math flashcards, we my, would race my brother all the time. Did I know my math facts? You bet I did. <laughs> or did I memorize them? Yes, I did. Um, so that I could beat my brother. And my, my mom and dad were super involved that, that way and making sure that we were reading and not, you know, watching TV all the time. I, I just always felt like my mom and dad knew what were what was going on at school. So that was almost a motivator for me to do well in school and for me to not slack off because I wanted something good to tell them and share with them at the end of the day. I know a lot of kids aren't like that and aren't motivated by their home life. And it does make me very sad for, for those kids. And where do you, where do you go for that? to get that support because a lot of times teachers feel that teachers feel that burden. If a child doesn't have that supportive home life of, you know, connecting the school to home element, it's hard. And you take that on teachers, don't you? And you, you take on that responsibility of making sure that the child is meeting all of their goals and like someone cares about their learning even if you're the only one. So if you're doing that as a teacher, keep going. I think it means so much more to that student than you will ever know. So keep going with that. But parents, please be involved. There's a fine line. Don't be so involved that you're controlling and they, you know what lesson comes next in the planner. But just be aware, be present with your kid when they're talking about school ask about school. It's it's important. I'm trying to work with you. I'm not the enemy. Kids value education as much as their family does. This one is just, I think, the crux of the whole thing in the sense of I'm not the enemy. I don't, again, I don't understand where it came from that parents and teachers should be fighting each other all the time. The idea that teachers are in education right now and wanting children to fail, wanting your child to fail is ludicrous to me because I don't, why? Why are there bad teachers out there? Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there are every teacher who has a teaching degree is the most amazing and caring individual. But what I am going to do is again, as a teacher, as a parent, let's 
sit there, sit here and like have a conversation as adult humans. There's absolutely no reason on this earth that parents and teachers should be fighting. There really isn't. I think if your priorities are right as an educator, then there's no reason that parents should be attacking you. Parents, if your priorities are right, then there's absolutely no reason that, you know, a teacher should be attacking you or you should be attacking them. Like when, (laughs) I feel like that girl in Mean Girls, when she's standing up in front of the crowd and just be like, I just want to bake a cake full of rainbows and butterflies and we all eat it and we're all happy. Like that's kind of what I feel like sometimes because (laughs) I don't understand why we're fighting. I don't understand why there's this such like big miscommunication. We all have the same goal in mind. We're not the enemy. Teachers are not the enemy to parents and parents should not be the enemy to teachers. We are a team. Can you imagine how much we would accomplish for our children if we worked together? Just saying. Just saying. Think about it. Think about it. The next one that teachers wish that they could say to parents, stop pressuring your child to be a straight A student. A C is a perfectly acceptable grade. You're causing your child to develop an anxiety disorder. And uh, yeah, let's just go there. Okay. I have seen these families. I've seen these students it's hard to watch and to be the teacher that again, like wants them to fail and wants them to be able to, to experience struggle. I think sometimes the most struggle that these students get is the idea that they're not, even though they're getting A's, there's nothing higher than an A. And that's the biggest struggle that they have. So please like, like let it go. Let a C is a perfectly acceptable grade. Absolutely. And I think this comment is talking about a very specific type of student too. Um, the students who are high achieving and, and w- are very, very motivated by higher grades. The, we're not talking about the kids who <laughs> are not motivated by grades. I think it's so important to to let your kid just be a kid. And there's so much pressure for them to do well and to achieve more and more and more and more. They're eight. Your child is eight. Let them be a kid. This last one that teachers wish that they could say to parents, I care about every child that I'm working with. And if I do something that you don't approve of or care for, let's have a rational discussion about it and come up with a plan that we can all work on together. Bingo. Bingo. Rational discussions, having adults as humans, as a team, because that's what we are. I, as a teacher, never want a parent to feel like they're not welcome or they're not, like they're not respected. I I want to make sure that the family feels involved. As a teacher, I never want to make the grown-up of a student feel like they're not welcome or their opinion isn't welcome in our classroom. They have more insight on this student than, than I have. And the idea that I don't want that insight or that I don't want them involved in 
the student in the classroom is counterintuitive to the student's success. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. And I think as teachers, we need to make sure that we are involving the grownups of the students in, in some way, give them avenues to feel connected to your classroom and to, to their student in a learning environment. It might look a little bit different in every single classroom and that it might feel like one more thing to do as a teacher. Like I have to do that too, but I think in the long run, it's super important for your students to see that their grownups are involved for them to see. I also think that it's super important for your students to see their grownups involved in their learning. I think it's also super important for your students to see that their grownup and you as the teacher are working together. It's really hard to pit people against each other when they are working as a team. So again, there is no perfect parent. There's no perfect teacher. But I think if we just started treating each other like humans, I think that that might be, (laughs) that might be a good first step for everybody in the classroom. All right. That was today's episode. I'm so thankful that, that you came along on this journey. Please let me know if you had no filter at all, what would you say to parents? If I had no filter at all, I think I would just tell parents, in my experience with the parents that I've had, is just relax a little bit, let go. There's a lot going on in our classroom and we're practicing and learning and mistakes are good and just relax. Let them be kids. All right. Make sure that you're following us on all forms of social media and make sure that you are checking out all of the things that are happening over there. Um, Again, I'm just, I'm so thankful for you guys and what you bring to this community. So thank you for being here and thank you for taking your time to listen. And I will see you next week on the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Bye. (laughs) 